Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Introducing Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, the only hard lemonade seltzer made by lemonade experts. It's crisp, refreshing, full-flavor hard lemonade seltzer. 100 calories, 1 gram of sugar, and gluten-free. The 12-can variety pack includes four refreshing flavors, lemon, strawberry, mango, and pineapple. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Dave here from DC On Screen. If you're following us on Facebook, you might have seen us posting our work that has been sent to fans. This was sent to fans of DC On Screen as part of a promotion. How can you get your own artwork? Simply go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us good ratings or reviews. Or, you know, bad ones if you just gotta be a dick. And then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. Tell us who you want us to draw, who you want to draw it, Dave or Jason, and leave us an address. If you like, you can send us pictures of yourself with the drawing after we send it, and uh, we'll post it to our Facebook page where you can tag yourself. This promotion ends March 31st, by the way, so you have to get those reviews in. Jason, do you have anything else to add? It's a little for a lot, Dave. It's a little for a lot. It is a little for a lot. We try so hard. We need your help. We're asking. Our humble offering. Humble. Like pie. (laughs) Anyway, man, settle back, listen to a brand new episode of DC On Screen starting right the hell now. Welcome in to DZ On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason. Hello. And we are going to be talking about, on this, the 123rd episode of DZ On Screen, Gotham 212, Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right out of the gateway, did did you... Gateway? What? Did you... <laughs> <laughs> did you feel like there was a little, like, too much, uh, I don't know, back history? Uh, probably not for the amount of hiatus they went on, but... I mean, when, they, when they're doing the thing where, uh... They the start out... Thing. Yeah, they start out with a with a hearing for Jim, and mm-hmm. I, I swear, like, half of the stuff they showed us was in the previously on. Uh, no, 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 it was, uh, it was pretty mixed. I mean, the previously on was, like, a minute and a half, and then mm-hmm. you get to... And I, I do like the method of... Like the interview trick is a, is a fun trick. Uh, it, that's if you're gonna do flashbacks, I, it's it's a method I like. Sure. I can't remember where I've seen it before, but I know I, I must have. I mean, I just must have. Um, Probably. Yeah. But yeah, you, they wouldn't need it if it hadn't been like, oh God, it feels like half a year. I swear it feels like the summer break between now and the last time I saw Gotham. It's been two. It's been like two months. I know. They'd only have to go twice that to actually have the mid the <laughs> between season break. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more, but. You know, it, it, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like it was an unnecessary amount of exposition, and they did an okay weaving, okay job weaving it in. It just kind of, the whole time I'm thinking like, man, we're like four minutes into this show, and if you had just been here for me the whole time, we could be watching it right now. Right. But. <laughs> I, you know, okay. Anyway. I, I enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed most of it. I was, I was confused. Again, like, I had kind of stepped away because they were on break, and now I'm back, and. Oh yeah, this show is real weird with their tone. Yes, yes, they are sometimes. They absolutely are. I mean, something uh, just to to go for the main point of, uh, of I mean, go to go to the title though, the the Mister Freeze part. Mm-hmm. This this kind of tone was perfect for Mister Freeze. I, I loved him on this one. Or, yeah. uh, Frice, I guess his name should be called. Whatever. Yeah. Man. Fuck fuck all that. But um, I mean, it was a fine joke and everything. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mister Freeze himself played. 
extremely well to me. Like this is this is I mean, yeah, this is probably my favorite live action so far right now. There's not a lot well, to compare it to because yeah, the most time is Fox. What, what the hell are you repairing or, or comparing it to? Uh, but even even your, or or uh, <laughs> one of those cats uh, from the, uh, the season one on sixty six. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Apparently, the guy was an asshole, so they stopped bringing him on. <laughs> That's why he had a, <laughs> another Mister Freeze later, and then they dropped it entirely. Uh, some director whose name I've forgotten. Um, but yeah, he didn't have a lot of on screen representation, and uh, by by uh, by the largest of margins, uh, the closest we've ever gotten is BTAS. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is. It's definitive. Still my favorite version. It's definitive. But as a live action interpretation of even the BTAS material, this wasn't damn bad. I felt for him. Like I actually rooted for him during the course of this episode, and that's for me. That's when you've done Mister Freeze right. I um, I didn't feel for him like at all, and I think like I started to, and then I realized, oh, you're just gonna get right into this. You're not gonna go ahead and. Like, I kind of did want like at least two or three episodes with with Nora. Uh, I wanted to get to know Nora because we've never done that before. Like, oh, you're going to? She's going to be around. Like TAS though is like we. I mean, she came out of the thing, like, and some doctor, you know, healed her disease or whatever. Yeah. And she married the guy because she was like, "Oh, my husband's a dick. Look at him, like <laughs> trying to freeze Gotham." Right. Uh. I've made a poor choice in my history. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, TAS, you wind up really feeling for, for Victor. Um, here, I kind of felt for him, but I also kind of wanted to get to know Nora a lot more. I wanted to, before he started going crazy, and I don't know. I hadn't, like, I hadn't looked at casting at all, so for me it was a surprise. Um, we got, the, he comes home and there's a there's a woman there, and I thought, oh, please. Yeah, it's Nora. I was very happy with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've I talked about all of this on the show. Yeah, I've forgotten the, about it entirely. <laughs> I've forgotten entirely that she was coming up on this episode. So I'm like, oh my god, great, Nora. Like, I haven't looked into any news. I'm like, we, yes, you have every week. <laughs> they are virtually identical concepts for getting and not looking into. <laughs> Same output. Um. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I was. I was rooting for the guy several times. Um, I mean, <sighs> kind of was, but kind of was. Just made him. They, they made him kind of likable. And I'll tell you, his uh, the the freeze ray itself mm-hmm. looked good. Like when he freezes the cop, that looked that looked good. I it did. That looked really cool. Just plain good. That looked real good. Um, and you know what? Part of the reason I ended up rooting for him was fuck that pharmacist. You don't have to be an asshole, dude. Yeah, that dude was a douche. Yeah, so you give me a character like that that I can root against, and suddenly, like, you know, enemy of my enemy kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Gordon's lying to Leslie now. Yeah. Yeah. We knew that was coming, though. As soon as he sits down at the fountain, like, the last episode, mm. we knew that was coming. And then it's gonna blow up, and he's gonna lose his wife and his kid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All that. Because they did stop to remind us that he had uh, recently learned he was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and by the way, from that interrogation scene, like Jim's a bad liar, right? Who what is? Did he say like, no, I was not. But it, he takes so long to do it. Just come on, dude. You're not mm-hmm. fooling anybody. Yeah, and I was like, Barnes, why are you believing him? Like, why? No, well, Barnes know. ain't buying shit. <laughs> Barnes ain't buying shit. I'll tell you though, with the, something they did with the Barnes, uh, with Barnes this episode that I liked a lot more. It was a better choice than they could have made because they could have just made it him being like endlessly suspicious, 
Mm-hmm. Eh, well, eh, that'd get kind of taxing, right? No, I like this more. He's just going to choose to trust him. And how's he put it? Like, I'm trusting you. Don't make a fool out of me. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot more interesting angle. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd rather, I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I'd rather see him just go ahead and decide to trust him and get humiliated and see the outshot of that than the him always looking over his shoulder thing. I mean, he'll be always looking over his shoulder anyway. Yeah, he's but... going to be doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not actually going to change it. He's not just going to blindly no. trust the guy. But him playing it like that with Jim was a little more interesting to me. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the the smiley tag on the building? Yeah, they're pushing that up front. Yeah. It was like a uh, smiley face with like ha 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 as the teeth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. There's pretty good graffiti too. Mm-hmm. I like the design. Dude, it I laughed like, at... Uh, DC done by Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh. It was the eyes. The eyes gave me Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I laughed pretty hard at, at Butch with his drill hand. That was funny. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that he's got a series of attachments. That's so dumb. So dumb. I, no, if you're going to do this, we talked about it last time. If you're going to do know. this, I want a slew of instruments. I want him to have briefcases full that are lagged around by his his uh, cronies, you know? Yeah. Speaking of uh, Butch's cronies, dude, Tabitha's so ooh. Oh, yeah, she's very ooh. They, their interchange was, this This is where we get into, like, okay, I like the tone as it applies to Mr. Freeze. Like it when mm-hmm. it applies to Nora, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, liked all that. This tone works great for that. It does mm-hmm. not work for Butch and, and what's Tigress. No, just no, 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 that was weird. That was weird. It looked, it felt like I was watching my cousins make out or something. It's just not right. Yeah, it was, it was creepy. By the way, I've never seen that, so I don't want to, don't want to betray suspicions of any kind on my side, but no. Yes. Yes. That's, that's just want to make happened. sure everyone's in the clear still. You never told me about that experience. One night while you were drunk. I, I at least don't recall it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He didn't. He didn't, folks. Which may also, by the transitive property, mean we've never covered it. It never happened. Um, As we've gone over. <laughs> yeah, dude. They they were weird. They were just they weird. They were weird. Like, Butch is kind of not... Like, I I started worrying about Butch's mental health. The way he's responding, he's just... He, he ain't right, man. No. He... Well... And those two are not... They're not, there's nothing going on there. Like, they, I liked it a little bit more when they were, um, like, end of last, uh, last half of the seat, whatever, you know, the few episodes ago, essentially. Mm-hmm. When you have scenes of, like, Butch standing behind Oswald and they're, they're sitting there eyeing each other. Okay, that was kind of mm-hmm. funny. I enjoyed that a little bit more. That was, I don't want to say cute, but not in the romantic way by any stretch, but cute in the, it's a funny thing to do on a script way. Mm-hmm. This was, no, this was too far. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, the writers seem intent on making me squirm. And they find a way. Every episode. Like, you ever had a, uh, if, if you've ever had, like, a like an office flirt that suddenly got too real one day, mm-hmm. and both of you went, hmm, we crossed a line here. Let's just walk away. It, nope. it's it, it It felt like that. <laughs> Retreat! Yeah. So I'm, I'm digging Ed with Bullock, man. Oh, Ed and Bullock? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Ed's keeping his character development. That's great. That is amazing. I'm like very that, excited about that. That so needs to happen. I mean, we don't need to see multiple Eds anymore. They have assimilated. They are, they are the one, and they have a backbone. I like yeah. him a lot more now. Also, welcome back, Harvey. I don't right? deserve those lips either, but I miss seeing him. Right? I mean, he, he would come right back to Donald Logan. It's just right up Joke Street. Thank you. Fucking thank you. And also, welcome back, Harvey Dent. Yeah. 
Nick DeGosto. Yeah. Who uh, has always been, uh, he's always done a solid job, especially the one time where they let him actually do the Two-Face thing. But um, mm. he just feels a like a tease times. now, doesn't he? Has it been a couple times? I only remember the one time in the office um, where he actually gets his growl on. I believe you. I just, I, I miss it. I want more. And in all in all of the news we've done on Gotham, have I forgotten us talking about whether they're going to make him Two-Face this season? Because I don't believe that's on the docket. I don't think that's on the docket, no. I don't want it to be on the docket either. Well, there's already enough going on, right? Yeah. I, I want to just slowly tease that out. Like, they could never do that. I would be okay if they never did it. I just, you know, want to see him get more and more violent slowly. I do want him to get more. Of... I, I want a little more screen time with him being aggressive. With him, uh-huh. like, controlling an, an, an interrogation, playing you know, good cop, bad cop all by himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just give me a couple more of those to tease me, guys. Just, just, just a little bit. Just, just a bit. Speaking of uh, bad cop from a good cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Barnes screaming at the entire <laughs> police force. Silence! What are you, a bunch of cheerleaders? <laughs> <coughs> that was. I like silence. Like, why don't it you it takes a lot your... to pull out. Silence! Yeah, he's like, put, <laughs> put away your pom poms and do your yeah. job. <laughs> this is just one guy. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah, I like I'm, that. I really I, like that. I, I, I like Chickless. Um, <laughs> I'm good with him. I've settled in. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, speaking of, uh, I forget, forgot to mention this with the Butch and uh, Tigress weirdness. Uh huh. You know, the very end of that scene, you look up and Selena's been watching. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I, like I, that part in the scene, I'm already like, I, I look up and I saw her, and I was like, "No, child, leave the room. You don't need to see this." <laughs> Run, cat, run! Yeah, I just I, I assume that in any given scene they might just I, I fully expect them at any given scene to just pan pan up and over to the like the left or whatever, <laughs> and Selena's gonna be watching. Yeah, yeah, it could be anywhere because they've done it so many times now. Where it's yeah. just like dun dun dun. Like, why is Selena watching everything? The little pervert. I don't know, but I I, I I dig it though. I dig that she just kind of sneaks around the city just creepily sneaks around the sitting eavesdropping at her at her will she always knows exactly the people to talk uh, to watch i guess uh <clears throat> she's good at that it's one of the uh one of the special things about her i guess yeah. i don't really care i like the, i like that they keep doing it i do i like her being sneaky mm-hmm. and knowing about shit she's not supposed to know about but i don't want her to watch butch make out with somebody i gotta draw the line somewhere <laughs> um how much what other attachments you... that thing had buddy oh <laughs> it's only a matter of time right Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I I felt really bad for Penguin. Oh, when he gets made fun of? Yeah, when he jumps Bye. up on the table and says he's the king of Gotham and all the nut jobs start making fun of him. Right, bad right. Bad for him. And they really upped the ante on the nut jobs around, uh, like, the, the people in Arkham Asylum are what I would classically think of if you say lunatics. Because mm-hmm. lunatics is, I mean, it actually used to be a proper term in in medicine back when it barely qualified as being medicine, but it has long since been a bad a bad word in that community. And yet this this still feels right. Also, have you, did you notice the intake procedures for uh, for for uh, getting someone uh, committed to the asylum as opposed to jail? The cops like you are insane, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls them out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe I believe his application went such a, was uh, was pretty much 
I'm insane. And then the cop, I guess, confirms, you are insane, right? I'll yeah. just assume some a little bit of screening went on behind the scenes. No, I don't think I don't think any any did. You know, in I Gotham, feel, I, I don't I've, I don't yeah. believe. I think they're so corrupt. They were just like, "Oh, you're gonna play the insane card." <laughs> okay, <Right>. buddy. <laughs> That's the way you want it. You get to go to Arkham Asylum, which has, by the way, some gorgeous nighttime establishing shots. Mm-hmm. I, I freeze framed it to stare at it for a second. It looks so good. I'm glad you have that kind of luxury of time. I I, I found the time, sir. <laughs> I squeezed in that extra 25 seconds of my day. Mm. So you know what made me laugh and go, oh man, this show, the frozen head and the windshield. Yeah, yeah. Even Harvey doesn't have a quip for that shit. <laughs> like speechless, like like he's trying not to piss himself. <laughs> like I actually did pause it for the head and the windshield. Because I I was no longer concentrating. I was just laughing and going, oh, this show. <laughs> this show. Uh-uh. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, like, when average citizens in Gotham get killed, I, I don't find myself caring. Mm-mm. I just, I have, tr- they don't empathize, uh, I, they don't make these the city relatable at all. Like, that fucking jerk pharmacist, like, you don't. Dude, you don't send someone asking for life medi- life saving medication out of the door and that mad and like that mad they come back. Like, it becomes that fucking armchair one hundred and one philosophy question. Like, would you steal medicine for the blah blah blah? Mm-hmm. You just you just walk right into that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he doing his part to contribute to like the collective twenty five hundred IQ of that fucking city. <laughs> and you know that's the other thing. Like when <laughs> or at any given point, like. There's, like, no one on the streets of Gotham. There's no, no nightlife in no. Gotham. No, And maybe that's because Gotham is so dangerous nobody wants to go out at night? Well, everyone there's actually so stupid it's not worth going out to see them. You don't want to meet someone no. in Gotham. That's true. Or, I mean, or they're a fucking cartoon lunatic. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. a mindless sociopath. Mm-hmm. Um, or a bad cop. I, uh, are there more options? Oh, socialites. Socialites. There are, there are overdressed socialites, too. Right. You know, I just, um, I mean, according, uh, I, like, you live and I lived in the fifth most dangerous city in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are people out all times of night. Never, <laughs> never struck my mind to actually fear where I was at any point, no. <laughs> and I don't walk around armed. I just go places. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know where Gotham would fall on that if it were in the real world, but... Seems like uh, people are a little too worried about being being out at night. No one's out at night. I actually, it's just weird. I saw it listed one time. I, honest to God, I saw this listing somewhere, and I, I'll never remember where the hell it came from. But I saw it listed as Bloodhaven, Hub City, mm-hmm. Gotham. What do you think? As the three most dangerous? Yeah, in that order. That's the order I actually saw them. Uh, I heard this Bloodhaven is God only knows where. It's probably like a fucking zap to it or Gizmodo freaking listing somewhere. Right. I don't know. but I thought I remember reading that Bloodhaven was worse, but in Gotham. Somewhere. I mean, it sure as hell was after the crisis when they dropped chemo on the entire city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it got uh, its rating then. This was way before. No, back when it was just a nice place for uh, Dick to retire to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I seem to remember, uh, I think Denny O'Neill describing it maybe as, as uh, Gotham's ugly little sister. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. See, I've I've always actually thought of Blue Heaven as being not as organized, more scrappy, and mm-hmm. um, probably 
even a little more violent. Um, just like it, it, just the the undercurrent that forms before an actual wave. Mm-hmm. The that's that's the stage they're at. Like they're not at Gotham's level of sophistication of crime yet. I've always thought of them as that, which makes them even a lot a lot more dangerous in certain ways. So I've always liked that Nightwing decided, like, nope, I'm going to go tackle this, mother- this motherfucker. Right. Well, I think the consensus, the general consensus on that was, uh, and I do seem to remember that being in one of the issues where like Dick talking about like, oh, this is like this city is what Gotham was before Batman came around and like stopped all the corruption in the police department. Right. So. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go prove myself over here. But I was an unabashed fan of the Nightwing series. I, so all of that was great for you. Yeah, I was just like, do it, Dick. Um, <laughs> you go get him. You don't need that big old bat. You get out of his shadow. <laughs> very big though. Get very close far the, away. Go very far. Like go to another city if you want to get out. Close the book. I'm sorry, Batman. Please mm-hmm. forgive me. Look over at the the posters. Oh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, what did you think of B.D. Wong as, as as Hugo Strange? He's uh, he's hard to get used to, but I'm kind of digging that a little bit. Let me put it this way. I came away going, thinking, there are parts of this I like, and there are parts of this that are a little strange. But none of the parts that were so strange were, I, I think they're choices. I don't think that's... Uh, Mm-hmm. I think that's just going to end up being how he's playing the character. So I just kind of, I just want a little more time with him. I think by the next, in the next episode, I'll, I'll know really how I, how I feel about it. But so far, I kind of dug it. Yeah, I actually wrote down most interesting Hugo Strange so far. I think he's really creepy. I think yeah. he's really, he's disturbing. That neck beard really ups the ante on creepy. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I mean, yeah, you've I, got like is... if you're B.D. Wong. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're Hugo Strange from the neck down, you're you're pretty much like dressed as dark shadows and then mm-hmm. at the neckish area you're pretty much like uh somewhere between lumbersexual hipster something in that area right the neck beard type or um guess, andrew yeah. luck and then from a pretty much like the nose up you've you've got to have like the john lennon glasses but mm-hmm. it, when you look at all that whole ensemble it's real creepy it just it just is mm-hmm. it is um but yeah i was down with him not like I don't. I'm not a fan of the Hugo Strange character. I've never been interested in him. Uh, probably a lot like how you feel about Rachel Ghoul. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've just always been sort of like Ugh. Um, every now and then I, I I'll see a, a nuance somewhere that I like, but it's it's mostly just eh. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think I, I, I I would say I probably like him a little bit more than you do, but it's only yeah. because he comes out of a psychiatric background most of the time. Right. Um. So, not a big fan of the see no evil, do no evil uh, bit. I kind of am now officially tired of that bullshit. Because it seems like this show, every time... <laughs> Which it kind of to, bullshit? Okay, it seems like this show, every time they want to shock you, they just take somebody's eyes. Oh, yeah, good call. Yeah, he should have ripped his ears off. They're like, and now we show an eyeballless bloody socket. Like, didn't we do this like four or five times already? Haven't we? Haven't we, we gone down that? We certainly road? did, and we're doing it again. You're right. Uh, just, just to avoid repetition, I would have. He should have just ripped his own ears off and passed him through the. Uh, like, if he had dropped two bloodied ears off the side of that, yeah, I could. Yeah, same effect, right? You can still yeah. use the see no evil, hear no evil. Mm-hmm. Even that would be. You can't do the tongue though, redundant. because it just comes out like see no evil, see no evil, see no evil. There are limitations. So I wrote down here, Nora can't betray Victor. New twist. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of uh, i i saw I saw her make that decision and kind of thought, you know what? Fuck yeah! There you go, Nora. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, 
I don't know. What do you think? I, I think this is all I got for this episode. Uh, one more thing I had. Sure. Um, well, two, I guess. Uh, he's going to go for immersive aversion therapy and radical psychotropics. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to clockwork orange his ass. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it goes. But I think that's next episode. So whatever torture. And I think the uh, the description I saw of the episode said that he was trying to teach, trying to uh, correct his root problem, which was anger issues. Mm-hmm. I have never wanted Hugo Strange to fail more in my life. <laughs> I, I I do not want an unangry penguin. I don't either. I want that ruthless motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Killing for tuna sandwiches. <laughs> no, I did. I I very much missed Bruce and Alfred in this episode. That was uh, that was another big one for me. It, like you, you you take him away for months, and then you come back, and you don't have time for the most interesting characters on the show. Yeah. 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 Um, don't get me wrong. I, I I liked I liked the episode. I just oh come on! Like, couldn't we have done without Witch and Tigress? Maybe let's do that another episode because that was kind of one off. That was five minutes of screen time where you could have easily given me a little Bruce and Alfred. Absolutely. Um, and some Selena. You can keep your Selena. She can still eavesdrop at Bruce Banner just, or Wayne Manor just as well mm-hmm. as she can anywhere else. But mm-hmm. um, one of the loose ends that I haven't seen tied up at all. Um, uh, Lucius Fox. Mm-hmm. Where's that damn hard drive, dude? Yeah. Every time I Thank see him, all I want to do uh, is ask him, "Where's that fucking hard drive?" Because mm-hmm. you stormed into that uh, in that whatever room that is in the basement or whatever the fuck that was, saying, "I fixed it." All right, well, <laughs> you showed me like blood right. transfusion packets. You showed me used body armor, mm-hmm. and then you said it was Thomas Wayne's computer. And now a few episodes ago, you told me you fixed the computer that he had in his little tiny makeshift cave, mm-hmm. whatever he's calling himself, cave, vigilante cave. Right, and, the wind cave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and come on, guys, give that to me. You owe me that. Yeah. I'm not even asking. You owe me, showrunner. Yeah, uh, should Let's be go, noted, Bruno. Should be noted that this did not open to to spectacular ratings. It was a uh, it was four point one two million. Yeah, uh, it should be a little higher for for a you know mid season premiere. They wanted to be touching five. Wouldn't hurt their films yeah. at all to hit over to hit just over five. I don't think they were. No one had like six or seven on their uh, projection sheets, but and yeah, it's been a little lower than average. So, but four point one two still isn't it. It's kind of scary for a premiere of any kind, even if it's a mid season premiere, mm-hmm. um, because it's that's what they've been averaging is a little over four. Like just at that four mark is where is kind of what they've been hitting uh, most of the season. Really, that's where their 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 baseline ended up being. So when you come back from a premiere, you don't want to just be right back at your baseline because it means you're going to lose a few out of that. Like now they're yep. thinking, oh crap, we're going to be at like three six, three seven here in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I would not, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because four point one two is a little lower than they've been doing for the most part. Um. It also should be noted that they are no longer doing Rise of the Villains. Now it is Wrath of the Villains. Sure. That is sure. the, uh, this is the only show I know of that's doing like a subheading for two halves of the season. I guess they just decided we did it in season one where like the both two halves of the season felt completely different. Why don't we just do it here too? Um, well, so I, I, mean, I don't we complained about that a little bit. Uh, actually in depth I think on a Gotham recap was we mm-hmm. didn't like the fact that they had felt like two different seasons mm-hmm. um, I gotta admit though somehow when you embrace it like this and give it two different names now you kind of have a free a free pass from me to actually try to make it feel like two different heads of a season it I don't know why but if it if it's intentional I'm I'm totally more supportive about it yeah 
I, it, more, it felt more like an accident in season one. I guess. I think it was an accident in season one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll give it this, though. That's that's a neat technique. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see if that can be done well. I wouldn't mind things being broken up that way if it's done well. Yeah, I wouldn't care if it was done well. It's just going to be oh. a, a matter of time to see. <clears throat> uh, did you... I, I think... Uh, hmm? Was there a moment where you realized, like, okay, so part of this season is going to have, like, a reanimation kind of theme? Like, yep. Victor's trying to get that going, um, Hugo's trying to get his whole thing going, and then apparently at the end realizes that the breakthrough's already been made that he's looking for, so right. you can expect Freeze to get, you know, pulled into this fold somehow, but as soon as you realized it was a reanimation theme, was there a moment where you were like, okay, when do I get Grundy? <laughs> someone, um, someone tell me right now when the fuck I get to see Solomon Grundy. I kind of figured that was coming. Since I the want whole it. Indian Indian Hill people coming back from the dead news broke a few months ago, I want it. Grundy could not be more perfect for this show too, because he's he's a weird enough character that they'd have fun with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's built for gritty. He's built for this tone. He's perfect for it. He's a mobster who ended up with some bad luck, mm-hmm. and he's got a, just enough magic in him that you know it's, it's uh, you know <laughs> comic book magic I'll call it that you can kind of tweak it however you want to and still fit him into the story. Like it couldn't be anything better for it. You're probably right about that. Um, if I had to choose, though, I'd rather see him on the Flash or, or Arrow. I actually don't think... I, I mean, you have seen him kind of on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Very briefly, not the way we wanted, but you kind of seen it. Um, I don't know. I think I would actually rather see him on this show. I say that uh-huh. about so few things, especially as it regards Flash, but I think I would actually rather see him here. <laughs> I don't know. I could deal with an Earth 2 Grundy who's like the size of King Shark. They're not going to do that on Gotham. Well, if they do that, the joke's going to be like, they're going to see the guy and see that he's a giant zombie situation. And uh, <laughs> Cisco's going to go, Solomon Grundy. And everyone's going to look at him like, but that one doesn't even make sense. He's like, no. So, and it has to sing the song for them. Like, born on a Monday, tune and tune. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to do the whole song for him. So they kind of. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, I feel like this show, I feel like Gotham, still struggling tonally. I don't, I don't feel like it doesn't know what it wants to be. They've got their cast is way too big. I th- they, they are struggling to get everything in. They clearly they are. just are. They clearly are. I think and they're going to love the show. What they're doing, uh, if if what they're if what they did this week represents the technique they're going to actually try to use, where they they just named the episode Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. and then focused heavily on Mister Freeze with you know a few interludes here and there to kind of keep up with some other stuff. Um, that can work if you focus thoroughly enough on each character, and if you make that that episode interesting enough to interesting enough that I only think about other people uh, for the amount of time an interlude takes. Mm-hmm. But you got to drop it at some point and then put all the pieces together. So if you do it, you've got to handle that transition well. Mm-hmm. Which is just as scary as spinning all those plates the whole time, really. Yeah. But at least if you do it this way, each of these characters that you're going to be pulling in this this back half of the season, you'll get your full intro. You're not going to get like some half-fleshed-out character somewhere. Hey, you know, I mean, I say Sarah Essen's dead. Time to start killing folk. <laughs> you're off script. Time. Heller, you're off script. Time to start killing folk. I mean, yeah, they could use some culling. You could take about half of the characters on Gotham, just pull a snart on them, put yep. them in the back of their head, and call it a day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's it's not so much a an ensemble cast at this point as like an assembly cast. It's it's <laughs> just a several dozen people deep. I mean, I mean, you could sit here and name off like, all right, who are the live act, who are the live characters in this show right now? And probably it's like if the Simpsons tried to like focus on every character. <laughs> Including Bumblebee Man. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> no thanks. Right. I got you. Anyway, here's hoping it gets better. Uh, we'll, of course, be back next week with another review of Gotham. Uh, up next, our review of Supergirl. Um, what, what's the number on that? I've got it right here. 15. 115 Solitude. Solitude. Ooh, we're going to have fun talking about this. Oh, yeah. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're looking for a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, both the MCU cast and DC On Screen are part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Giant Size Team Up Network. I'm oh, sorry, giantsizeteamup.com. Uh, I, think, I think that's it. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen.